Welcome to Carry On, the podcast of Easter Lutheran Church, where the pastors get together to talk about what's coming up in worship. I'm Pastor Steve, and I'm here with... Hey, I'm Pastor Megan. That's us. That's us. (laughs) And (laughs) welcome to the second Sunday of Easter. He is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Oh, yeah. Because Easter isn't just one Sunday a year, people. No way, friends. Not only is it a seven-week holiday of the church calendar, but it's 52 Sundays a year. And I know you all just did the math and went, what? 52? That's a whole year. Yep. Every Sunday is Easter Sunday when you are a disciple of Jesus. That's right. So for real, real, the liturgical season does indeed last officially 50 days. But um, yeah, every Sunday is a a little Easter, which is Especially here at Easter Lutheran Church. Oh, it's like we're appropriately named or something. What? What? So if you haven't figured it out by, by now, last Sunday was Easter. And Pastor Megan, you preached. Yeah. So why don't you remind us and then catch us up between what happened then and what we're going to read today. Because this is what I like to call Easter Part 2. Yeah. There's three stories of post-resurrection appearances, three different people, and we're going to talk about two of them. Yeah, it's great. So uh, we were in John chapter 20 last week. That's where we hear the story of Mary Magdalene coming to the tomb all by her lonesome, because in John's gospel, it is just her, and she is not bringing anything with her. She's not coming to prepare the body. She is just showing up to pay her respects. And so she shows up, and it's still dark to pay her respects, but the tomb is wide open, and she flips out like any of us would, and goes and tells the rest of the disciples. Two of them come check it out. They go, oh, it's empty, um, and just, you know, walk away uh, and leave poor Mary there alone. Uh, And then she sees a couple angels, but isn't really even able to recognize them as such, turns around, runs headlong into Jesus, but she thinks he's the gardener um, because she is sad and confused and grief is going to mess with your head. Um, But then when when Jesus says her name, that's when when she recognizes her. That's uh, that's when she recognizes him. He has already recognized her, uh, which is... (laughs) Good news. I think that's the gospel right there. Um, So she goes and says, I have seen the Lord. She tells to the disciples. And uh, we move right into verse 19 from there. Uh, And as we all know, friends, whenever you hear a verse start with something like, and they left that place, or they went from there, or, and then the next thing, you should always go, wait, which thing? What happened before? Where were they? Who are they even? So when verse 19 starts with, when it was evening on that day, the correct question is, wait, which day? Uh, that day. That day. <laughs> go go back to verse before. <laughs> Literally that same day. No time has passed. Well, some time has passed. They've like had, had lunch and a nap. Lunch? Because it is a Sunday. It is Easter Sunday. It was morning when Mary saw the Lord. Mm-hmm. So a Sunday afternoon, we, we're pretty sure they had lunch and they were and they were hanging out because it was evening on that day. Verse nineteen yeah. tells us. So it's the yeah. same day. So you know, so usually this Mary is where came we... to the well-rested disciples. Yeah, <laughs> no, just hanging out. Actually, came to the freaking out disciples. Totally panicked, still deep in grief. I'm I'm guessing, full of anxiety and I, I, functioning. I'm going to yeah. say out of trauma because yeah, they what, just, what they have lived through has been too much. They just executed our teacher mm-hmm. as. A criminal against the state, mm-hmm. and chances are, 
we might be next. Yeah. And even though Mary has come running to them and said, I have seen the Lord. Um, like, it, it appears that what perhaps. What are you smoking and where can I get some? Right. Right. It appears that they don't believe her. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, they because they are the as the verse says the doors of the house where the disciples had met were locked for fear of the Jews. Yeah, so go ahead and read it. Yeah, yeah. oh, I'm so, yeah. As long as I'm just like reading the verse, why yeah. don't I just read the whole? Let's reading? read the whole passage Let's and then we'll talk about it. John chapter twenty verse nineteen. When it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, and the doors of the house where the disciples had met were locked for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them, and said, "Peace be with you." After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you, as the Father has sent me, so I send you. When he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. But Thomas, who was called the twin, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, we have seen the Lord. But he said to them, unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands and put my finger in the mark of the nails and my hand in his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were again in the house and Thomas was with them. Although the doors were shut, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands. Reach out your hand and put it in my side. Do not doubt but believe. Thomas answered him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and have yet come to believe. Now, Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book, but these are written so that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that through believing you may have life in his name. Wow. Thanks, Pastor Megan. That, that's a, quite a story. That's it's, a good story, It's really got three it? chunks to yep. it. And so what's your first take? What's jumping out at you this time? I will never not read the story of Thomas and just be so sad that we use the phrase doubting Thomas and point it at someone who's skeptical because I don't think Thomas is skeptical. Not not any more skeptical than anyone else. I mean, Mary came running to them and said, I've seen the Lord. And they all went, I think I'm going to hide in this room with the door locked. <laughs> um and Thomas wasn't with them, so Thomas is maybe the only one with the guts to show his face out and say, like, I don't know, maybe we should bring some food back so that we can, you know, eat. Um, I, 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 I will never not feel kind of bad that we have so maligned Thomas. Mm -hmm. I just, I, I think he, I think he deserves better than that. I also, um, oftentimes we end with verse 29 where Jesus says, blessed are those who have not seen and have yet come to believe. And we all kind of look around the room at each other and go, Oh, that's me. He's talking about me. <laughs> but what I love is that there's those last couple of verses at the end that, you know, that semi-actual ending of, of John, right? Um, that says, it's got this nice little bookend, like, hey, you're just like Thomas, right? Like you, you didn't get to see at first. So we're writing these things down so that you can see Jesus in your own way. And, and just know he did lots of other stuff, uh, but we couldn't even write it down. We just yep. we just wrote this stuff so that you might believe that Jesus is the Messiah. Yeah. I just I think that's such a 
man, that's a much more meaningful ending to the story instead of being like, don't be like Thomas. The ending is like, no, you're exactly like Thomas. Yeah. It's, you're not going to be able to see most of the time. You're going you're gonna to believe because of what you hear and experience, not necessarily because of what you see. That's, that's I cool. I will never not hear that. That's really good. So be like Thomas. <laughs> yeah, don't be not like Thomas. Be like Thomas. Yeah. <laughs> and also, I, it stands out to me that Jesus doesn't, chastise Thomas you know when Jesus shows up a week later please notice it's a week later and the disciples have not stopped hiding out um Jesus doesn't say to Thomas come on dude like they told you that I was back and how dare he without any guilt without without any accusation gives Thomas exactly what he needs Mm -hmm. exactly what Thomas asked for is exactly what Jesus brings yeah that doesn't feel like a Thomas, you you naughty non-believer. That feels like a oh, I've heard you. I I'll meet you where you're at. Yeah, that's really good. There is so much in this story. Oh my gosh, isn't it just a great story? Yeah. So I want to uh, I want to highlight a couple things that I've mm. noticed. There's so so many things. <laughs> it's so rich. Um. Now I'm gonna I'm not. It's gonna sound like I'm contradicting you, but I'm not contradicting <gasps> you about the. There is there is a certain level of skepticism mm-hmm. in Thomas, right? Oh, yeah. But these, so I mentioned at the top of the podcast that there's actually three stories, right? There's Mary Magdalene, then there's Thomas, then there's Peter, and the we'll leave off Peter because we're not going to get there. We're him. not going to get to Peter this time. It's cool. But when you com- as we've gone through the Gospel of John, we've learned that John uses stories against not against each other, but in pairs to contrast. Um, It's a couplet kind of uh, technique. And so when you compare and contrast the Mary story with the Thomas story, it's really fascinating. And one of the things I've noticed this time through is that they're both blinded by something. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And Mary is blinded by her grief. Yeah. Because she's just, as you've mentioned, she's so distraught. Because she was extremely close with Jesus. She's the only time the Gospel of John mentions Mary Magdalene outside of her showing up at, at Jesus' gravesite is she's one of the few people named at his cross. Mm-hmm. So she's one of the few people who who hung with him to the very end. I mean that's yeah. a there's a there's yeah. a closeness there. There's a dearness there. There there really is. And and so grief is a powerful thing in our mm-hmm. lives mm-hmm. which was made it so she wasn't able to recognize Jesus right. until like he preached about he called her by name yeah and in this story we see that Thomas is blinded by uh, whatever it is that is keeping him from trusting which leads me to the second thing is all throughout the Gospel of John and when I was teaching the Gospel of John class whenever I come across the word believe ah. in our English translation. I have swapped it out with what I think is a better English translation. It's the word trust. Yep. And so like I listeners, I, I encourage you to go back and reread this story and replace the word um, believe with trust and see if it changes things. But I want to hone in on that famous phrase where we get the doubting Thomas from, because when you look at it, um, in our English translation, Jesus says to Thomas, do not doubt, but believe. Right. And when we read that through our modern Western English 
ears, that becomes a head game. Mm-hmm. That becomes, uh, inf- you know, the reason I don't like the word believe because it's like this intellectual, I acknowledge the truth of a statement or a proposition. Yeah, we, we have in, in such a big way have seen belief as the choice you make, yeah. the, the, the personal acceptance, the individual action right. um, without which belief cannot exist. Yeah. And so what's really cool when you, if you, I'm going to do a Greek geek thing here. Oh no. But when, when you get to the, the phrase itself, it literally says, um, do not become non-trusting, but be trusting. Which do is not a, have not trust, have do, trust. Do not, do not. And, and the, and there's a very specific word of becoming. Mm. Do not become a pistos, anti-faith, anti-trust. Anti-trust, yeah. But trust. Mm-hmm. That's a way different reading. Yeah. And so, and so, I think what Jesus is saying is that that Thomas hasn't gotten to the non-trusting place yet, and Jesus is saying, "Don't go there." Right. If if this is where the road forks um, into. A pistos or pistos, just keep walking the pistos, man. Yeah. Like just, just keep going yep. down that path. Yeah. Yep. So I think yep. that's really an, just an interesting thing. The the other thing that's interesting is going back to the beginning of the story when he, when Jesus appears, when Thomas is not there. Um, it, we we need to point out that this is John's Pentecost, because uh, when we celebrate the day of Pentecost, it is the day of in the Acts chapter two. When the big thunder, you know, like there's a, an earthquake and the little, tongues of fire come. Of and fire it's, and it's a heads. big deal, right? Fancy. But I love John's Pentecost because, first of all, it isn't Pentecost. Right. It's, it's one week after. No, it's the day of the Easter. The day of Easter. Yeah, on Easter in, night. And keep in mind, too, <laughs> that we liturgically say that Easter lasts 50 days because that's the point at which we we celebrate yeah. Pentecost, so the third largest festival of Christian faith. So prepare yourself for a scandalous thought. Uh-oh. The Gospels don't care about these things. <laughs> <laughs> they don't care about times. They don't care about... They they weren't establishing a liturgical ritual here. That was not the goal. They were... They, the Gospel of John is painting a theological portrait of Jesus for a particular group of people, which we'll get to that because that's the purpose of the last verses. But in this story, the the intimacy of this scene, because it says that, first of all, he says, peace be with you, mm-hmm. right? I, I can't help but go back to Genesis chapter 2. Right. Genesis 1 and 2, because the creation story of the world, of the Hebrew people, is that the Spirit of the Lord hovered over the surface of chaos and basically said, peace, chaos, chill out. Right. Let me create order out of your chaos. And then in chapter 2, the, the same breath of God took a hunk of dirt and breathed life into it. And turned and, Adama into Adam. Yeah. And so here we have Jesus breathing into his disciples. Breathing life and breathing peace from chaos. Yeah. Yeah. And then he says, and this is the weird verse in verse 23, if you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. And we call that the office of the keys. Pastor Steve, (laughs) have you ever retained the sins of any? (laughs) Well, 
here's the thing. You didn't say yes. You didn't say no. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. So here's the thing. That's a freaky verse, and mm-hmm. it's gone a lot of places mm-hmm. throughout history. But if you keep it attached to the creation story right. of Genesis 1 through 3, this is about what the human condition is that once they violated each other, they just kept doing it, and they didn't reconcile. They didn't come back to a place of peace. And I, and I think, this is my take on this verse, that what Jesus is telling the, the, his disciples, like, if you want to be the, the kingdom of God, it's about the Spirit of God breathing through you and forgiving each other. Because mm. that is the heart of God, yeah. is forgiveness. Because uh, you're going to mess up. You're going to hurt each other. So just forgive each other. And and what if, <laughs> if you retain the sins of any they are retained is not like a, ooh, you have the power to not forgive someone. What if that's a, if you do not offer forgiveness, they exist in chaos. Like they, yeah. they exist out of keeping with God's gift of life and peace. Yeah. It's not like you have the opportunity to retain sins. It's like when you retain sins, like... You reap what you sow, yeah. that that pain, that suffering continues. So we got to just join with Elsa and sing, let, it, let go, it go, let it go, because that's what forgiveness yeah. literally means, yep. is yep. let it go. It's, it's so beautiful. And and it's um, it's weird. It's complicated, admittedly. Um, but when you think about it in terms of of life and bringing order from chaos and, and what does it mean to have the promise of forgiveness and resurrection among you, yeah. like then it's less weird. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Pastor Megan, yeah. I have a oh. final question. Oh for goodness! You. Oh goodness! You don't want me to are... go deep into the office of the keys and yeah. talking about what that means as a Lutheran yeah. pastor. And the one time I did indeed threaten to retain someone's sins. Oh, yeah, do it. <laughs> don't ask me the question. That can be another uh. story. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was gonna just say, you know, the the as you indicated before, verse thirty and 31 are the conclusion of the Gospel of John, where the author speaks directly to the reader. And as as we've said before, it is most likely that the original audience of this Gospel is a group of Jesus people Mm. who have witnessed the destruction of Jerusalem and understand that to declare Jesus as Lord is treason against the emperor, and their lives are at stake. Yep. And so this whole portrait of Jesus has been one to bring them hope that their trust is not in vain. So you, Pastor yes. Megan, get yes. the final word oh boy. because we are done with the Gospel of John from this point on. So oh my gosh, that's true. What's the take home for Easter Lutheran Church? I, I just can't get away from the second half of that verse through believing you may have life in his name. And, and it, doesn't, it doesn't sound conditional to me like, oh, if you believe, you might have life in his name. It's, it's a, that, is a, that is a promise. And it's the same word. It's the same, you know, pistos word. It's the same. Yeah, this trust brings you to life. Um, and, that's, and that's real. And that is no less a meaningful promise for we who live today than for those who actually got to see the resurrected Christ. Like that's, that trust is still here and still for us. And even, and especially on those days when it feels a lot like, um, 
that doubt or fear or or panic or chaos that any of those words feel like the more powerful words right even and especially on those days through believing we have life in his name that trust that abiding line that connects us to to god in jesus um that remains no matter what and that's a that's a promise for life no matter what that'll preach that'll preach man that is a that is a 50 days of easter (laughs) kind of promise friends so uh there's no reason that 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 can't carry you through yeah well thanks pastor megan Mm. Uh, for those of you listening, again, we thank you so much for making it to the end of this episode. And, uh, hey, share this podcast with your friends. It's not just for Easter Lutheran folks yeah, because we are all Easter it. people. Oh, I hey, see what you did there. Yeah. Hey. So thanks for listening to this podcast at Easter Lutheran Church where our mission is to grow in faith and carry, carry on. on the work of Jesus Christ. May the Lord rise on